Good afternoon and welcome to the 330 Sports Show. Today is Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. Uh, one show this week. Actually, today we're going to do a two for Tuesday. How about that? Ooh. Just thought of that on the fly. But we're going to do this first part of the show is we're going to stick to the NFL, the Cleveland Browns. And then second part, you'll you'll see what that's about. That'll be pretty much Ohio State, Michigan stuff. So um, we're going to talk about the Brown Steelers here. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL, what's going on. And uh, I appreciate you guys joining us. Um, you want to do a commercial? Let's do the commercial. All right. So Joe, who is across from me, is going to uh, run a spot from our sponsors. And we will be right back to talk Cleveland Browns. Mighty Mike Heating and Cooling is affordable, professional, and there when you need us 24-7. Stay warm this winter by calling your hometown hero today. Mighty Mike Heating and Cooling, 330-207-7070. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Eric Cromer, Cross Country Mortgage, a wiser way to mortgage. This program proudly supported and brought to you by the Youngstown Drip IV Bar, helping the Mahoning Valley reach its wellness goal. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's IT company. Of course. Thank you. All right. We are back as uh, as Joe fills up. So I have my uh, upper and my downer here. So I got a little bourbon on the left, a little coffee on the right. Um, so, Joe, beat the Ravens last week, beat the Steelers this week. Mm -hmm. Pretty pretty good couple weeks for the Browns here. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I know we lost. Uh, I know we lost uh, Deshaun for the year, but hey. Not bad overall, though. The way we talked about how that game needed to play out is exactly how it played mm -hmm. out. Short drops, run the ball a bunch, protect that pocket, yeah. and give him those two seconds. And it's okay to punt. Amen. It's okay, to punt. It's okay leave to, that, to punt. Leave it in that defense's hands. The Browns did just that. They they took care of business. Uh, won the won the um, time of possession. They they did lose the turnover battle. It was minus one, but overall pretty awesome and. I've talked to a handful of people that were at that game and you could just, they said you could just feel the energy in the stadium. So they did the, um, I believe it was the defensive player introductions and then miles Garrett's always last. So they, they, they said the stadium just got really loud then. And then there was like the bat signal or whatever up there. And then Nick Chubb comes walking out and he's on crutches and stuff, but he looks great. You know, he is the epitome of a Cleveland Brown and uh, that got the fans going. And then, you know, you bring in the emotional Jim Donovan, uh, who's been battling cancer, the voice of the Browns. He is like Mr. Cleveland Brown football. Uh, it was great to hear him on the radio again. And uh, comes out and does that guitar smash thing. And that got the crowd going even, even more so. Browns get the ball, you know, drive to 40, 50 yard line. They punt it, but pin the Steelers back. First play of the on, on defense, Miles Garrett like just plants Pickett. Should have been a safety. Should have been a safety. The next play should have been a safety, but you know, whatever. Uh they they end up getting the win and uh just an awesome game. So an awesome win. Not not necessarily 13-10, not the prettiest of games, like we said, but this team doesn't need to play pretty to win. So yeah, and, and honestly, after we made our prediction, I looked back and said, You got two of the best defenses mm -hmm. it's not going to be a high scoring game yeah so we're going to need to trudge it out and mm -hmm. play afc north football and that's what we got that's what that's exactly what happened and so uh, 
what has been said about the non-safety? Like that was driving me nuts. Yeah. It's like, I thought someone was going to pop up on the screen and say, hold up. We made a mistake. Yeah. This is legit. Like, are they saying forward momentum when he wasn't going forward? I, I think honestly, like Stefanski challenged that one fourth down call where like Pickett like, um, uh, kept the ball and like they weren't able to overturn it. I felt like they should have challenged that one because most people are familiar with, um, you know, the ball crossing the goal line. It's just got to have the tip of the ball just touch the front of the goal line. That's right. a touchdown. But for uh, a safety, the entire ball has to be on the field of play. The whole ball felt like it was behind the goal line. So I don't know what they were thinking there. Even the, um, the you know, the TV analyst uh, official was like, that's a safety, you know. Um, and then the second one, there was a run play. And that was safety too. And they, they didn't even talk about that one. So I don't know. That, that was a little bit frustrating. And as a Browns fan, you're like, especially when it later on was 10, 10, it was like, that freaking safety is going to end up costing us the game, isn't it? You know? And, yeah. Well, that's what Browns fans do. And I was mm -hmm. hoping that that bad call didn't spoil it and make people like start playing defensively yeah. like that wouldn't spoil the good mojo that was already going down. Yeah. So thankfully it didn't. I, I I'm with you though. I'm like, they really didn't want to give them those two points mm -hmm. in the begin very beginning. Yeah. But like, I mean, really outside of that one play and that was kind of frustrating. It was like a 75 yard run. Um, but that that one play was more than they gained the entire first half. Um, and let me let me put my tinfoil hat on. Yeah, what was the point spread on that game? Browns were favored by two and a half. What was the final? Three, three. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Vegas Vegas is is wise. Okay, very wise. So mm -hmm. yeah, but the Browns a, a home favorite. But a lot of people, I feel like the line changes with the quarterback news. So the Browns were like a five or six point favorite, I think coming into the game, then Watson, then news, it like suddenly dropped to like a pick them almost. It's like, I know Watson is good, but he hasn't been great this year. Right. And he also hasn't, he's not going to affect the line five, six points. So I feel like the line just overreacted and it kind of balanced out maybe where it should have been. It probably should have been Browns. Well, I mean, should have probably been Browns three, but um, you know, it is what it is and no complaints there. So okay. um, I mean, I, I know I, I was happy with the outcome both uh, from a score standpoint and a betting standpoint. So no complaints on, on this. I discovered something you else you can bet on. Um, uh, they're called point threads. So I actually picked the Browns in this game. I was like, it's going to be a low scoring game. And I think the Browns are going to win. And I think it's going to be close. So I was able to pick the Browns to win from between one and 10 points. And that actually paid out plus money. So it paid out plus, I think it was 165. Whereas if you just pick the Browns to win, they were favorites. So they would have been like minus 160. So you're, you're boosting your odds by like, you know, pretty like, like 100 points right there. So not, not overall too bad. Right. So can I hit you with the topic? Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm looking at the list of quarterbacks that this mm -hmm. year have are sidelined and are off. Yep. Right. And I look at all of those records that now have been disrupted because of that. And yeah. what we talked about last week with the quarterback centric offense. Yeah. I was trying to think of ways that you are no longer that it would. And, and I'm so I'd like to talk about ideas of how you remove so much of the weight of the quarterback off of how the season's going to go. Yeah. So what's your, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I, I I was looking at that list and and here's some uh here's some of the names on there and 
you know, that's, that's way too big of a list for everyone to, to read. But I mean, my goodness, like they're just, I think quarterbacks take up so much of a percentage of the salary cap, you know, like, so Watson's at 45, Patrick Mahomes at 50, you know, like whatever. Uh, but like, so whatever the salary cap is, it's like 220, but you still have to pay 53 guys under that money. Plus maybe guys you trade or waived or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so that's a hefty portion. So you can't really go out and pay like a big time backup quarterback where, um, you know, but you look at a lot of these names on this list. They're, they're, this, these are not household names, um, outside of a few guys. So, you know, um, Gardner Minshew is a nice backup, but he's now the starter because Anthony Richard goes out. Um, Anthony Richardson goes out. The Browns are on to their fourth different quarterback on the roster now with Joe Flacco signing. Um, but, you know, none of these guys are real major household names. Uh, you have, you know, now Kirk Cousins went down. Then you bring in a guy named Jaron Jaron Hall. He gets hurt. Now Josh Dobbs is right in there. You know, it's just like guy after guy. and there, there's just not a whole lot of depth in the quarterback position. And we always talk about like, is Justin Fields or is Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever. We always talk about these like kind of middling quarterbacks. Are they a top 15 quarterback? Because there's only so many of those guys that go around and the teams that win generally have one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for years and years and years, you're more of an outlier if you win without one of those guys. But that's maybe how the Browns are going to have to do it this year without that guy. But you look, I mean, now you got Joe Burrows out for the year. Um, Watson's out for the year. Kirk Cousins is out for the year. Um, there, there's been several others, uh, you know, that are escaping me. But Daniel Jones is out for the year for the Giants. Uh, Justin Fields has been out for a long time. Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. So that's that's five big names right there that are top 15 quarterbacks. So you just wiped out a sixth of the league practically with like quarterback injuries. So, yeah. you know, you, that's why maybe they're protected so much because once you get to the backups, it's not quite as pretty. Yeah. So. Well, it's a, a totally different season with all mm -hmm. those injuries. If you, you, you can't even put money on what's going to happen. because yeah. Who's going to survive injury. Exactly. Well, and you look at a team like the jets, the jets have a really good defense. It's not to the Browns level and they have a, some nice offensive pieces, but you take away, you go from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson. That is a huge step in the wrong direction. And they're not able to compete on the level. Like the, the jets were thinking they're going to win the AFC East. Now they're like, are we even going to finish 500? Probably not. So that's kind of where they're at. And so you, you try to bring in these young guys and you try to develop them. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like, kind of is what it is you know what i mean so um you just hopefully like last year the browns got percent great backup you had dobbs unfortunately you lost them but you know kind of is what it is so i don't know i got a silly idea for you mm -hmm. all right so what you do is you know those machines that throw perfect spirals oh yeah you put a robotic eye arm like on an that. ai robot well, hold on, hold okay. on. Don't get oh, ahead sorry, of me. Sorry. Okay. okay okay so you situate that little dude on on wheels mm -hmm. and you give a controller like a console controller to your quarterback and he controls the little robotic no. spiral throwing guy and you're he's now safe from injury he did but you can also 
take somebody who's really good at video games like Madden and be the quarterback. Anybody could be the quarterback. Yeah, that's fine for Madden and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you don't see that's the future in football no, is like, no. you know, you have football, nine plays. Football is a, you know, and I, and I get, we want to keep it safer. So they're going to eliminate like some kickoffs and this and that, but you want player safety. You, you know, you want to limit, eliminate the concussions, the CT, whatever, but no, it's not a, the quarterback. It's, it's a, it's a physical game. It's that's always going to be injuries. It's yeah. like self-checking. I, it, it's part of the game. Part of the game don't like it don't All right, here's fly. my second silly yep. idea mm-hmm. so what i think the browns should do is they should really get you know develop dtr like really really oh, give yeah. them the rest of the yeah. season to really go out have deshaun watson now you've got quarterback that like has his own thing and he's got some you know some continuity with the team yeah and you've got deshaun let's run both of them like have an offense that puts one on the sidelines, one comes in for this play, and then they reverse, and now you got two really engaged quarterbacks. And if you take one out, the other one can fill the role if they needed to, but they're both involved all season long. 50%. It's it's not a terrible idea, but no. <laughs> Do you like it better or worse than a robot idea? Better. Better than a robot yeah, idea. Better, but not practical. <laughs> not practical. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, it it's... Uh, it's it's not a terrible idea to have a really good backup quarterback that you're just reliant that you can rely upon when needed. But the whole idea of the backup quarterback is you don't want to rely on them. You want them to be there in like uh, I heard somebody use this phrase yesterday about Joe Flacco. They're bringing him in is like um, break glass in case of emergency. That's what Joe Flacco is going to be. Don't expect Joe Flacco to come in, start a quarterback. Well, he's five years uh, removed, right? He well, hasn't really. Well, he played last year. He did beat he? the Browns last year. Really? Remember in that, in that Jets game, in that like oh. weird, crazy comeback game, he played like four or five weeks last year, and when they weren't sure what they were doing, but like he, he his record is not very good since leaving the Ravens, which is to your point. Yeah. You know, it's probably been four or five years since he's been a great quarterback. Right. But he he can get the job done at an efficient level to the point where he can maybe go win you a game, but I would not in want, a pinch in a pinch. Yeah. yeah. I would not want him um, to be the, the rest of the year quarterback. I, but you got, you have to have someone in the building that has been to a super bowl. So if you're thinking playoffs, there's not a whole lot the of depth, those guys around. And so like really start conditioning the team's mentality mm-hmm. on saving yourself for the playoffs and how to play these out. So you, survive deep into the playoffs yeah. i mean good mentality i mean there there's the browns got that one thornhill from the chiefs at the safety position so you you can like maybe acquire some of those guys throughout the year but quarterbacks i mean joe flacco's a super bowl mvp yeah there's not a whole lot of those guys that are just walking around on the street there's been 54 and half of those guys are really old or god forbid dead now i don't know but uh i mean you know you look you look at uh you look at what's out there and like you we were talking about it's not pretty like mm-hmm. the backup quarterback market is not pretty but if you can develop a guy like DTR into being a serviceable serviceable backup quarterback that's maybe a guy down the road that the team's like hey like Kirk Cousins he was a second round draft pick they developed him and they traded him to to Minnesota they you know and and got a pick back for him maybe that's what you end up doing um you know if i i, I Deshaun Watson's your quarterback going forward, right. no matter what, with the Browns, like at least for the next three years. You got the contract, it's guaranteed. 
And honestly, he's he's a good quarterback. He he really is. He's got a lot of rust, and he's played like twelve games, I think, since he's came come back for the Browns. But uh, he he's got he's got a lot of work to do. But he's not, um, you know, he he wasn't lighting the world on fire. But that second half against the Ravens was a little glimpse into like, damn. Imagine if we had that quarterback with that defense. This team is like we were thinking Super Bowl. Now we're thinking like. This team's good. I think we're going to make the playoffs, but how far can we go with DTR kind of thing? So um, maybe you can have your cake and eat it too. And like DTR can be your guy uh, for the rest of this year, develop into a great backup. And then Deshaun comes in and somebody was like, well, what if the Browns win the Super, <laughs> Super Bowl? And, um, you know, what, how does that help or hurt Watson? I'm like, who cares? You won the Super Bowl. <laughs> like that's the end, that's the end goal, no matter what. And right. we've, we've been, uh, fighting for like just a winning season for a few years. So, I mean, that kind of is what it is. So I right, don't know. Goose, gears up. Talk yeah. a little bit about my man, David Njoku. Yes. Um, that, that pained me to watch this game when he is Mr. Reliable. He like, dropped, he dropped a lot of balls in that game. Not and, even that game. Even the games prior to that, mm -hmm. he, he was, he was pretty look. I don't know what the deal is. Like, is he is he getting like that? Uh, was it the shanks for for a golfer? Like, oh, is he, is he in the that? yips? The yips. The yips. Yeah, uh, I I doubt it. I think if if you go back in his career, he's always been like not a hundred percent sure handed. Like rookie year, second year, he had a lot of drops, but those have kind of been like slowly phasing out as he's progressed, as he's got better. But I think it was just a bad game. You know, and and he did make a couple plays down the stretch that were really important to the outcome of that game. So um, he even put out on social media like, I'm sorry, I'll be better. But I saw a stat because DTR was like 24 of 43 or something like that. Still above, you know, like 56 percent area. But he had they had seven drops per, I think, pro football focus. So you bring that number up to 31 out of 43, that's that's a hell of a performance. Right. You know, it's not it's not for a ton of yards or anything, but yeah, um, you need those veterans to to help him out. And you know, from everything I heard about DTR is he had one of the strongest arms at the combine in terms of like fastball almost. Um, so I think he throws the ball a little different than Watson. So that might take those guys a little bit, you know, to acquire his you know, the, the velocity on the ball or whatever it might be. But well, we, we watched a couple of the quarterbacks that came through. Yeah. Had that rocket that didn't have the finesse. Yeah. And we watched receivers drop a lot more balls when it was coming in there hot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and there there is something to be said, no matter if it's a left-handed quarterback, right-handed quarterback, a guy that with more touch, a guy with more velocity, you get paid a lot of money to make that make those For catches. Sure. And, and your job is to especially help out a, a rookie quarterback so that's kind of where we're at but uh i know he has one of those jugs machines at his house so he what was, is that i heard that a couple times so what? it's it's that machine where you know it's like got the two almost look like tire things that speed up and somebody puts a ball in it and you just catch it oh like, so all right yeah so he's gonna be on that thing Do they have robotic ones that you can control with a madden controller uh maybe that's something we could look into that helps the wide receivers that out would i be mean pretty cool actually we could do that like a live studio thing we'll get bring in like a wide wide receiver from ysu or something get some jugs you know like maybe me and you get on that i i feel like that's that's 
Joe, this is a live podcast. I'm not grammatically correct all the time. You so that's something you and I can uh, try out there. I've I've caught I've caught balls off of a jugs machine before. It's been uh it's been probably about 20 years since I've done that. But uh, yeah, because yeah. you got to think like repetitions for a wide receiver has to be like putting yourself in compromising, go up yeah. and get them situations. Right. And but I didn't feel the ones that were dropped were even in. They weren't behind. They yeah. were high. They were just right there and mm -hmm. and you know when a receiver turns and makes their move before they have the ball secure i mean that's what i, I feel get. like sometimes maybe they were even trying to do too much and like look up the field to try to make a play because they know the offense wasn't doing a whole lot so they're like let's try to make a play for my team for my quarterback for the offense and you know sometimes when you try to do too much it actually has right. a reverse effect so and what, what about our our run stoppage our our defense's ability to shut them down this yeah. week that and was bad that was bad or good like bad in a good way or no it was, it's shutting like, down their running back yeah. we there were some there, breakoff plays I, I that we missed a bunch warren warren was was he's the better back i don't know why he doesn't play more than Najee harris because they for the most part shut harris down but Warren had that one huge run. Yeah, it was like a couple 70, times. 78 yards or something. But there was that one, they checked it down on like a third and 14 or something, and he got 15 yards. And that was a little frustrating. He, I, I think sometimes it's like the defense is there and like one or two missed tackles can lead to a huge play. And I think it's kind of like sometimes you give the offensive guy credit, but in those cases, it's like, no, those were those were pretty bad. You know, you gotta, you can't. You can't let that happen. And even if you give up a 20 yard run, you're not giving up a home run to a team that can't move the ball down the field. Like Pickett could not do anything in that game. Right. Um, I'll tell you what, the Pittsburgh fans are not happy at all with their team. And it's kind of fun to watch because <laughs> we <laughs> know that all others. too well. We know that all too well. well I, and I didn't see a like, a bunch of arm tackles or bad tackling. This mm -hmm. guy was evasive yeah. and we were doing everything right. I mean, yeah. there was a couple of coverages where, you know, guy missed an assignment and left the middle of the field that they eventually yeah. scored on, but right. still yeah. it wasn't bad me mechanics. Right. And overall, I mean, you know, like we're nitpicking a defense that gave up 10 points. So, um, there it's, I'm fine with that. It, like we're officially it, spoiled, right? Yeah, we like, and and that's not something we're used to. Like with the defense uh, of the Cleveland Browns, it's like this is this is fun. It's like I almost enjoy watching the defense play more than the offense. And well, I don't want to say almost. I do. I, I enjoy watching the defense get after it. Um, and generally, obviously, your offense is what puts the points on the board. But the defense is putting them in great position to get those points. The first seven points, the drive was like 40 yards. And then the last drive was on the offense to get that, um, to get that game winning field goal. And how about Dustin Hopkins oh, too? Goodness. I know that wasn't like a super long field goal, but it was still a 40 yarder, which is like, you know, we'd be holding our breath, closing our eyes before, but he, he made, he, he made it right down the middle and boom. Thank right. you. So I got two more for you. Mm -hmm. What do you think of our safety situation? So I heard McLeod is out for the year. Um, and I know Thornhill was banged up. I think Grant Delpit is playing himself into a huge contract. Um, he's going to be a free agent after this year. I, think I love the, him, though, so give yeah. a, give pay up. I, I was going to say, I think the Browns, the quicker they pay him, the better, because I think if he goes on the free agent market, we might not get him back. Yeah. Um, but I saw... Um, 
Ronnie Hickman was playing. He's the undrafted safety from Ohio State. He made some plays in that game. Um, I think he got DeAnthony Bell back there, who's more of a special teams guy, but was doing enough. Um, and I don't know. So we'll see. Um, who did the Colts release today? I did not see that. So uh, we'll ha- we'll take a look at that. But uh, overall, I think the Browns are in a great, great spot. Um, oh, Shaq Leonard. Damn. Well, uh, I would say we'll take him. <laughs> he's, oh, he's a he's a linebacker, but he is. I don't know why they released him. So uh, hopefully, I mean, it says it's a surprise move. I don't know if he did anything um, off the field, but I mean, he's a damn good player. So if the Browns could pick him up at like a veteran veteran minimum, hell yeah, sign him up today. For um, as much troubles we've had linebacker wise on the injury yeah. injured list. I'll take them. Yeah, Scoop we'll them yeah we'll take them, and then maybe you know when you're playing that nickel or dime package, you can just you know keep your safeties at safety and not have to bring them down uh, in more of a run stopping situation too. So right. yeah, we'll All take right. them. My my last question. Yeah. Our tackles position. Yes. So thoughts. So okay, um, they limited uh, Dewan Jones in this game, but I saw he had 19 pass blocking snaps against tj watt tj watt did not give up a pressure that's supposed to be one of the top three defenders in the league did not even give up a pressure to him um watt ha- did have one sack in the game but that was that was like on um i don't even know the play but um it really wasn't on the lineman i think he was unblocked or you know something happened it was maybe more of a miscommunication than uh than he beat somebody, you know, and then the left tackle. Um, well, so James Hudson would come in and I think obvious, like maybe run plays and one was in maybe an obvious pass plays, but the Jones is he's a stud. Heck Absolutely. Yes. And I mean, we got him in like, like the 110th pick of the draft. Like if you redrafted the whole draft right now, he's guaranteed a first round pick. Like he, the Browns got a steal with him. Absolutely. And then the left tackle with um, Wills still being out was, um, is it Jerron Christian? And I mean, to play left tackle in the NFL, you got to be pretty good. Yeah. You got to be pretty damn good. Um, and he, we're not hearing his name. So, I mean, that's good. If you're yeah. an offensive lineman, you're not getting called for penalties, penalties and you're not giving up um, game saving uh, or game, you know, changing penalty or penalties or sacks then you know i saw the browns only had one penalty in this game too which is amazing that was awesome so good coaching i'll give the coaches yeah and and that's the thing too people shit on stefanski half the time uh if things don't go right but it's like give the guy credit i mean this is a guy that's playing three quarterbacks this year (laughs) your star running back has been out the entire season um except for one game your right tackle all pro has been out the whole year uh you're going through adversity with the team and you play a tough schedule and you're seven and three yeah this is a good good football team that is well coached and i love the fact that i've seen kevin stefanski a little bit more emotional on the sidelines, like showing a little bit of fire. And in his pre- in his not his press conference, in his locker room speech after the game, he dropped a few f bombs. Did he? And I've not heard him swear before. 
at least not much, maybe like a, you know, one or two here or there. He dropped about five or six in like the post-game speech. And I just like smiled because it's like when you don't use it, it's effective when you do use mm-hmm. it. And him dropping a couple F-bombs is like, you know, Bobby Knight <laughs> saying it like a million times. You know what I mean? So um, it, it was cool to it was cool to hear. And, yeah. you know, so this team is well coached. You got maybe the best offensive line coach, maybe the best defensive coordinator who's been one of the best pickups in the league. So um, and Alex Van Pelt doing a nice job with the offense. Kevin Stansky calling the plays. Quarterbacks doing a good job. Like, really, you know, I know there's things to poke holes in with this team. It's not perfect, but they're playing good football and they're playing complimentary football. The offense maybe isn't quite pulling the weight that the defense is, but the special teams is picking it up too, and they're playing great. So, two, two surprising things. And this is injuries revealed this. I would have never known that we had the depth in our offensive line yeah. without those injuries mm-hmm. and in our secondary mm-hmm. that we could withstand so much and still have really talented people back there. Yeah. Is there anything I needed to add to that? Because that was great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was perfect. But we talked about injuries revealing weaknesses yes, yes. on the other offensive side of things. Yeah. But this was like, holy shit, like those names would have appeared on the depth chart for sure. Yeah. But we didn't, we got to see and, it. And I mean, if we go back to any show we did, like talking about preseason football in this roster, it's like this roster is great one to 53. You know, we might ha- not have the best one, two, three, four players, but if you're drafting the, these guys, you're going to get all 53 of them drafted before most other teams. So the depth of this team has shown up. And like you said, with injuries, other guys step up, other guys play big roles. You know, Denzel Ward was oh, out for a it. while. Um, he killed you know, it last week. He, he And he's been, he's playing at an all pro level, yeah. but like Greg Newsom was out for a little while. So Emerson steps up, you know, or um, the rookie from Northwestern steps in and 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 steps up. So um, they they're playing just overall really really good football, and it's it's just fun. It's like this is what like the best part of being a Browns fan is like waking up with hope, or it's like that victory Monday, or just like after the game when you can kind of just like take a deep breath and enjoy it because for so many years we've been long suffering and and like you talked about it's like we're expecting something bad to happen we have won at least three maybe four games this year so i think of the 49ers game the colts game the ravens game and this steelers game so that's four off the top of my head that very well we lose in previous years because you know the 49ers we win that by two points at the buzzer their field goal kicker misses one we we win it um, you know, the Colts game in a weird shootout, we somehow win. Um, and the offense picks us up where the defense let us down in that game. Um, the Ravens game, we come back 14 points down and then 15 points down and, and come back and win. And then the Steelers game, it's like, uh, you lull them to sleep. And then they come back and the Steelers have beaten everybody this year, uh, except for, except for the Browns in that last fourth quarter like that so it's it's fun it's it's fun and and you did sort of like make the educated guess that we would split a lot of these conference mm-hmm. battles here one and one because i pretty much everybody right well we're we're three and two now okay. so 
we've split against the Ravens. We yeah. split against the Steelers, Steelers and 1-0 and against the Bengals. And we play the Bengals in the final game of the regular season. Good call, so, man. That was so, that was I mean, good. I said my hope is to go 3-3. Three and three, So, why not 4-2 and two now, you yeah, know, absolutely. at this point? so Without yeah. Burrow, that's doable. It, it's looking very, very more likely. So, we'll see. Um, here's a look at the AFC North as it stands. The Ravens uh, beat the Bengals, and obviously Joe Burrow being injured affected that. That was last Thursday night. They have the Chargers next up. They're 8-3. and three. The Browns right behind them now, um, a half game back at 7-3. and three. The Browns have the Broncos this week. We'll talk about them uh, and let you learn about the Broncos here in a minute. The Steelers, six and four, they lose to the Browns. They are at the Bengals this week. So that should be an interesting game. I don't know how that's going to go, but that'll be a really interesting game. And then the Bengals obviously host the Steelers this week. So that also will be uh, very interesting to see how the Bengals bounce back. They're still a very talented team. This is a team that's been to the Super Bowl and been to the AFC Championship game the last two years. So um they're not going to give up and go down so easily. So uh, that should be interesting. All right. Looking at the AFC through 11 weeks, uh, you know, th- these are, I didn't update the chiefs, but now they are seven and three because they played last night. But uh, this is a, uh, this is a very, very, very tight schedule. So you look at the playoff standings right now, as it stands, you're actually going to flip one and two there because now Baltimore is the number one spot with Casey losing last night. But Mm. you have Baltimore with eight wins, but then you have uh, Kansas City, um, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Miami, and the Browns all with seven wins, all at seven and three. And then you have Houston at six and four and the Steelers at six and four. Then look at all those teams with five wins. The Bills, the Colts, the Broncos, who we play this week now, the Bengals, the Raiders all with five wins. And then the disappointing chargers are at four and six, the jets are four and six. And then I just put cross these two teams off the uh, Patriots mm-hmm. and, and the Texans, I, or not the Texans, the Titans. I think they're pretty much uh stick a fork in those two teams. And I'm very close to saying it on the, the jets and the chargers as well. So, and even the Raiders. So that's a look at the AFC. If the playoffs started today, now I'll, I'll share this out on social media, but I went through each of the team's schedules. Now, what I did is I put all the teams um, that are 500 or better in this. There's 11, 11 teams in the AFC that are 500 or better. That's pretty awesome. Uh, not if you're a team fighting for a playoff spot, but um, there's a lot of really, really good teams. So there's... 11 teams for seven spots, but the Browns at seven and three are looking pretty good. I think you go three and uh, five here to end the season, or I'm sorry, three and no, three and four to end the season. Excuse me. Uh, you're in the playoffs at, at, at 10 and seven. So, you know, you go even better than that. You get to 11 wins. So maybe you're hosting a, a first round playoff game. I don't know. Um, uh, but the Ravens are going to be hard to, uh, knock off in that AFC North, but, but nothing is, uh, nothing is impossible, uh, this year. So, so out of these final seven games, who, yeah. who, let's make our prediction here on the ones we should beat the ones that you think are going to pose a challenge. So I, I was surprised the Browns are an underdog this week at Denver. I, I think Denver's getting a lot of credit for winning four games in a row. Um, and they're 
turnover differential the last three weeks is insane. But I think the Browns should win that game. Okay. They're two and so a half. You got the Broncos. Um, so the Rams, that's a team that's like hit and miss every week. You never know. Um, I think the Browns win that game. Um, let's say Jacksonville, that's gonna be a tough, tougher one. Um, but that's a home game too. I mean, I think they could win every single one of these games left on their schedule. They could also lose a few. Um, so let's just say hypothetically, let's give them a loss there and go, that's so that's two and one. The Bears, I'm putting that in the win column. That's three and one. I think the Houston game, that's a Christmas Eve game, I believe. I think that's a flip of a coin, but I'd give the Browns the advantage. But for argument's sake, let's say they lose that game. So three and two. The Jets, I think you win four and two. And then the Bengals, probably not going to be in it at that point. Five and two? Is that, I mean, and you're, so that's 12 wins. When's the last time we had a record like that? Is well, there is there history we, here? We were we were eleven and five because they only played sixteen games in twenty twenty. So we were eleven and five then. I don't see. I don't know when the last time we won twelve games. That well, technically we did win twelve games because we won the the first round playoff game. But when the was the last time the Browns won twelve games in the regular season? I'm not exactly sure. That's a good. I'm gonna guess it's probably like ninety. 93 i don't know let's see we're going back in the all right let's go a little, little current all right we're yeah I, I, it's not going to be any oh in 2000 now i don't know 10 and 6 in 2007 10 and, 10 and 6 in 2007 12 and 6 in 94 oh so 1994 there it is okay 1994 and but they did win a playoff game that year, so they split in the playoffs. They beat the Patriots and they lost to the Steelers. Um, so yeah, so that's where you get your eighteen from there. But what the regular season though? I don't remember the last time. I'm gonna guess it was like late eighties. Oh, there, um, nineteen ninety. Go go to nineteen ninety. Thirteen? No, <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell what those stats are, but it's regardless, it's been over 30 years, I think, since right. the Brown, Browns won 12 in the regular season. So, uh, hey, 12 and 2 in 1946, <laughs> first year of the franchise. <laughs> pretty, pretty solid year there. All right. So, either way, so you tell me, looking at that schedule, looking at that schedule, what do you, what do you think? Um, so, Denver, Rams, Jacksonville, Bears. Well, I, I want to do the same thing that you did, okay. which is give them almost a chance in all of these games. Yeah. Like, I don't see one that they should struggle with. Um, I think you're right. Jaguars, if I'm going to pick a loss and I, if I have to put two in there, I'm going to go with Jacksonville and man, that's, it's weird to pick like Houston, even like, I know CJ Stroud's lighting it up. Um, but it's like weird. Maybe it's a holiday game. You're on the road, but I think the Browns should be favored in probably six of those seven games going forward. Uh, it's like I said, it's, it's weird or let's say five of the seven, because it's weird that they're not favorites this week to me. I feel like that line should almost be reversed. Brown should be like two and a half point favorites, but Hey, got the money line and get the, get the bonus points there. So you the, think we go four and three for sure. We're in the playoffs. Um, oh, nothing's for sure. It's Browns fan, but you, but you're for I'm, certainty. I'm, I'm confident that the Browns will at minimum get to 10 wins. Okay. Minimum. So I'm going to say worst case scenario, three and four to finish the year, which would put them at uh, 10 and seven. I actually said they'd be 10 and seven 
uh, before the season, and that was with Watson. That was with Chubb. Uh, so you're telling me the Browns go 10 and seven without Deshaun Watson, two thirds of the year without Nick Chubb, practically the whole season. I'm, I'm, I'm buying what you're selling. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm in, I'm in 11, six. That's where I'm going. Yeah. 11 and six sounds perfect to me. I like it. So, um, I'm not going to show you the quarterback's numbers, but here, here's an overall just snapshot of the Browns season. So they're averaging 22.7 points a game. They're only allowing 18 points a game. Their turnover differential, though, is still minus five on the season. Got to work on that. They've given the ball away 20 times. They have been better at taking away, uh, but they've get, uh, taken it away now 15 times. But if you're telling me too. The Browns would be seven and three with a negative five turnover differential. That's pretty excellent stuff mm -hmm. there. Pretty excellent stuff. All right. We got to get to know the Denver Broncos just a little bit. Can I start off with it? Please. FL way. FL way. <laughs> FL way. That should be a, um, there's actually, you know what? I'll, I'll maybe bring this in. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do like a poker thing for charity tomorrow, but uh, I'll bring the card game. It's called uh, Cleveland drinks. And there's a card in there. Whoever gets it, when you put it down, um, they always have to take a drink and say FL way, like after every card is drawn. So that's just kind of good fun right there. Yeah. So FL way. My, my 13 year old asked me why I'm so mad at John Elway. So I had to explain to him that yeah. this was the guy that stood in our way in more than one, um, you know, playoffs mm -hmm. battle. And uh, that freaking horse smile that he has. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just he was like a donkey. Yeah. Couldn't he actually him. almost looked like the old Denver Bronco mascot. A hundred percent. F John. Elway. Yeah. He's got those big horse teeth. <laughs> yeah. John Elway. John Elway's like, I mean, you and I were young, uh, but I mean, he still stole like two Super Bowls. I feel like at least getting there. We might not have won them because they got blown out in the one game, but like at least getting there is a semblance of satisfaction. Um, so yeah, but they're just not the obstruction that Denver once was. Exactly. I, I think we've been eliminated by this point in the year. Every year. Yeah. Yeah. Most years. <laughs> that is, that is a, a fact. All right. So let's get to know these Denver Broncos. They are five and five. They started out one and five this season. They are now five and five. However, they are on a four game win streak. They have a plus 10 turnover differential in the last three weeks. Russell Wilson, he's having a pretty good year. 205 of 297, 69%, over 2,000 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, four picks. He has been sacked, though, 32 times. That means the Browns' defense is going to get after him. Um, Javante Williams, their lead back, 52 yards, uh, but no rushing touchdowns on the season. Does have 23 catches for two touchdowns. Jaleel McLaughlin Ooh, from yeah. Youngstown State University. He's averaging about 27 and a half yards a game. Does have one touchdown rushing on the ground. Has 19 catches for two touchdowns on the season. So Jaleel, we wish you the best, but just not this weekend against the Browns. Or we'll give you a garbage time touchdown maybe at, at, at the way end of the game. Uh, Cortland Sutton's the main receiver to worry about. He's... Uh, He's having a pretty nice year, about 50 yards a game, but eight touchdowns total on the season. Jerry Judy is kind of like their more of their speedster, 47 yards a game, one touchdown. 
And then defensive guys to know, two Buckeyes to lead off, Jonathan Cooper and Baron Browning, Nick Benino, Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, Kareem Jackson, I just saw one of their uh, better cornerbacks is suspended for the next four games for like constantly um, having like too many violent hits, which I haven't heard of in a long time, a guy gets suspended for. So he is out. Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan, Jaquan McMillan, all guys uh, that you will probably hear their name called on Sunday, but hopefully in a bad way as they are uh, giving up a lot of uh, yardage to the Browns. So that's a quick look at the Browns, uh, or I'm sorry, at the Denver Broncos as a team. They're obviously coached by Sean Payton. Uh, the Browns defense, though, look at some of these numbers. They're number six in uh, points allowed per game. Uh, whereas the Broncos are 15th in scoring per game. The Browns are the number one defense, giving up only 243 yards per game. They are the number one passing defense, 143 yards a game, where the Broncos are 23rd and 24th, respectively. Uh, the Browns are giving up slightly under 100 yards a game, which is pretty good, number 11 uh, in the league, and the Broncos are rushing it for about 110 yards a game. Browns leading tackler, Grant Delpit, 64. Miles Garrett leads the NFL in sacks with 13. And then uh, Martin Emerson and Denzel Ward each have two interceptions to lead the team this season. As I mentioned earlier, Browns efficiency numbers, they are the number one defense in the league. They are the number one special teams in the league. However, their offense is only 27th in the league. So Hopefully that offense can come a little bit back to the pack in the middle there. And then the defense and special teams just keeps doing what it does. So let's look at the other side of the ball, though. These numbers for Denver are what caught my eye. Look at these numbers for Denver. I'm not going to worry about the Browns offense here, but look at these Denver Broncos numbers. They are now there's one game that skewed this a little bit. They gave up 70 points, if you remember, to the Miami Dolphins way early in the season. But they're they're giving up. 27 points per game, which is 30th. They're giving up the most yards allowed per game in the NFL, 400 yards per game. They're giving up about 240 through the air, which is 24th. And they're giving up the most rushing yards in the NFL per game, 160. So the Browns should be able to run the ball on this team and move the ball uh, up and down the field. So that is what I'm expecting, a big game for uh, Jerome Ford. And, you know, let DTR kind of do his thing. Maybe maybe work in a couple deep shots there. But that Broncos defense has been much better. But it is uh, it has been a struggle of late for um, for them. So or at least at the beginning of this season. So this was a cool stat. I, I hadn't seen this uh, until yesterday. But the Browns beat the Ravens and the Steelers in back-to-back -back games for the first time in franchise history. I think this was their third or 15th opportunity to do that, and this was the first time they've ever accomplished that. So that's pretty great stuff there. And then this was cool. This was a tweet by Adam Schefter. For the first time since 1969, the Lions and Browns have each won seven of their first 10 games. The Lions have actually won eight. This The last time this happened, the Jets were the defending Super Bowl champs. Bill Belichick was a senior at Annapolis High School in Maryland. And we just landed on the freaking moon. <laughs> or did we, Joe? <laughs> we well... want to go into our conspiracy shows. So that's, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at with that. So good stuff.
this Browns team is fun. Uh, obviously, the offense isn't the prettiest, but the defense is carrying the weight. And um, if the Browns just hold onto the ball, don't turn it over, and score enough points, it's like it's like who, whichever team has the most points at the end of the game usually wins, right? I'm pretty sure they're undefeated in that in that in all of history. So, if you want to just go to the basic stats, <laughs> score more points than the Win. other team. That is just dynamite analysis. See, I, you'd be right the perfect there. coach. All right, guys, here's the plan. Go score more points. Dot com. I did my job. You guys didn't do it. <laughs> um, so last week, Joe, we each went nine and five, um, which brings my record to 105 and 59, which is 64%. You are at 101 and 63. So four games back, not bad. Um I got I stole a game last night. I had the Eagles over the Chiefs, so that that helped me How out a little bit. How did you know bit. that? I just it was a lucky guess. I mean, it was a two-point line. So, and honestly, the Chiefs should have won that game. They blew it. They blew it late. A lot of drops, Travis Kelsey, probably thinking about Taylor Swift too she much. She wasn't in the building. She was in So, like, I want to compare losses to yeah. when Taylor Swift's in the building. Yeah, I mean, she was like somewhere in like south america or something doesn't she so, care about i know i know Kelsey. she's all she cares about is making money on her tour and improving her career <laughs> <laughs> don't you have enough people that like you so uh <laughs> no but i i get it everybody has an off game but like patrick mahomes put a ball right in uh valdez scantling's hand last night he had like was like two yards behind a defender and he dropped it on like a third down play and just couldn't convert so it is hey we, we know that all too well, so no pity for uh, Chiefs fans here uh, in my book. So, Joe, you're going to make your picks this week. I already made mine since uh, you like to just just not respond to my text messages. Hey, Joe, give me your picks. Give me your picks. Give me a deadline me so at least I know I want to miss it by a little bit. It's okay. It's all right. And it's hard to pick games on Tuesdays a lot of times. Um when there's still like a Monday night game going on the, the week before, but do you think that's a real reason for me? No, no. <laughs> I think you have 800 <laughs> missed text messages unread, and I'm me, one of those. See where I'm at. I'm one of those 800. So no, there's only 217. Oh my gosh, that gives me the there, freaking there chills. Oh, and 56,000 <laughs> plus non-read emails. It's yep. disgusting. And 747 voicemails. How do you even have that many? Like mine doesn't let me. Like mine only says we'll say like mailbox is full after a while. See, That's... I think I was grandfathered in before irresponsibility was a thing. Okay. Hey, <laughs> cheers to that. <laughs> cheers to grandpas and that. Well done. All right. So let's just go through, pick these games real quick because there are three Thanksgiving games and there's one Black Friday game, which is very uh unusual you know this is the first time oh we got to do this happening. ahead of time so okay. yeah we're, we're picking them right, right now cool and i already got my pick so i know who i'm picking so first thanksgiving day game green bay at detroit give me the lions i'm going lions too all right we're both on the lions um do you have something i can write these down with because i'm gonna put these in a sheet so yeah so we'll we'll put these up um so joe next one the Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. I think this is an easy game. Give me the Cowboys. Huge. 
Dallas all the way. All right. So we're both in agreement on that. Um, San Francisco at Seattle. I think this will be a pretty close game, but I'm going to go with the Niners um, on the road. Yeah, same here. All right. Three for three so far. I only have to write down the ones we disagree on, so that's good. Miami at the New York Jets. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, same here. Yeah. These, these have been pretty easy. These yeah, they, are mailed in. Yeah, this is not the best NFL slate of games this week. San Francisco, Seattle's pretty good. Um, next one, New Orleans at Atlanta. I'm going with the Saints. Saints here. All right. Saints go marching in two for two. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. I'm actually going to take the Bengals in this game. Uh, I think they pull together and at least get one uh, for Joe Burrow here. No, I'm thinking Pittsburgh. I think that uh, that injury is enough to. Okay. Joe going with the Steelers in a bounce back game. Um, let's see the next one. Carolina at Tennessee. I am going to go this. These are both really bad teams right now. I'm going to go with the Titans though, as the least bad team. All right. I'm going with Carolina. Ooh, Joe Carolina. Okay. Um, next one. We got Tampa Bay, your Baker Mayfield coming uh, up this way, but uh, over to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts in this game. I'm going with Tampa Bay. I knew you he would. has lost a lot of games. I, man. They, I he think is they, so due. They've lost at least four in a row, if not five in a row. So and just remember, I've been loyal to Baker Mayfield. He needs to be loyal back. Uh, Baker and Josh Dobbs have been your, you're riding with them no matter what. Yep. Here's another bad game. Uh, New England at the New York giants, former, these used to be great games, great Super Bowls here, but uh, New England, um, I really don't like, and the Giants, I really don't like even more. So I'm going to go with the team I like a little bit, or I don't know, I don't know, a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, for the Suck Bowl, I'm taking the Giants. Okay, Giants. So that's four games we disagree on yeah. so far, though. That's good. Jacksonville at Houston. This should be a good one, and this is a potential uh, big shift in the uh, AFC South. I'm going to go with the Jaguars, though. This is an absolute coin flip for me. And when I looked at the Brown schedule, I gave Jacksonville mm -hmm. the advantage and I Houston would be more of a 50 50. So I'm going to go Jacksonville too. Okay. So we're both on the Jags, uh, the Browns at FL way. Yeah. So I'm going with the Browns Browns for sure. All right. So we're both on Cleveland, the Rams at the LA chart, or I'm sorry, at the LA no, L.A. Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Excuse me. I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams in this game. Yeah, Another... I'm sorry, Arizona, for abandoning you, yeah. but Josh effing Dobbs is not with you, <laughs> so I'm I'm going with uh, with the Rams. All right, we're both on the Rams. Uh, Kansas City looking for a bounce back at Vegas this week. Give me the Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs all day. They're going to cream I, Vegas. I think you're right, too. I think Vegas comes back to earth here a little bit. Buffalo at Philadelphia. Both teams coming off big wins, but give me the Eagles in this game. Man, I'm going to go Buffalo, and this is probably my brain dead pick of the week, but uh, I'm going with Buffalo. I think I, they got some momentum. I think that's a tough game to pick. I really am only going with Philadelphia because they're at home in that game. Baltimore at the Chargers. The Chargers are probably one of the most frustrating teams in the league. Disappointing. They're at four and six. Baltimore at eight and three. This is a game I can see being weird, uh, but I'm going to go with the Ravens, even though it's in L.A., but there might be more Ravens fans than Chargers fans there, but give me the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going Ravens too. All right, and then the Monday night game, 
uh, weird game, but Chicago at Minnesota, <laughs> Justin Fields, Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs all day. So we're both. Oh on, wait, you're on the Josh Dobbs train. I, well, I I just don't think Chicago is a very good yeah. team. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vikings to uh to Chicago. They were a formidable opponent this last week. Mm-hmm. You didn't give as much credit as their offense brought to the field. Yeah, that's true. They gave the Lions a really tough time. And yeah, so we'll we'll see. So my picks are up on the board. The games we differ on, Joe took the Steelers, the Panthers, the uh, Buccaneers, the Giants, and the Buffalo Bills. So those are the differences this week. But not the greatest slate of games. But in the NFL, weird stuff happens Heck all yeah. the time. So... So we shall see there. So, um, Joe, uh, we're going to close this show out in a second. Any last thoughts on the Browns uh, or any NFL stuff this this week? So the first game, I really wanted him to play nice and conservative, give DTR a really good shot at developing. I want them to stretch their wings and 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 find the deeper parts of the field and yeah. use some of those wide yeah. receivers and and stretch it a little bit. I think you're going to need to do that. Mile high air, it's a little thinner. A little Maybe thinner. you can throw that ball a little further. But uh, yeah, let's get Amari Cooper involved For a little sure. bit more and Joku down the seam. Let's get Elijah Moore more involved. I would love to see Cedric Tillman more involved, the the rookie wide receiver. Um, and as you know, he gets more playing time. Maybe he gets more and more. Um, you know attempts in the passing game so we'll see there so um joe and i both like the browns this week let's hope they both uh let's hope they pull out a win and uh fl way so happy thanksgiving this was our cleveland browns show uh i'm going to do a real quick uh ohio state buckeyes show coming up soon after this so if that's something that interests you stay tuned and we will uh we will see you guys soon so everybody have a happy thanksgiving and we'll talk to you soon Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook.